podcastjuice.net. The planet is restless, Captain. They want their podcast. And they shall have it. I'll beam down to the surface. You have the bridge. Captain, that is illogical. These are Trek fans. They will challenge and dissect your knowledge with great emotion. It is a mission fraught with danger, peril, and grave risk. Suggestions. Send in the red shirts. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a special Comic-Con episode of the Red Shirts. Today I decided to take over the chair because I was tired of listening to Q in a 600th take of this intro. (laughs) Why, Craig, what are you suggesting? That I made a mistake? Lots of mistakes were made. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay, listen. Even though... (laughs) Even though this is mutinous, he is correct. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is probably the tenth time we're trying to start this show off. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be playing some of the outtakes at the end of the show, believe me. Good idea. But, okay, 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 we got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, let, you heard him, guys. I'm going to introduce my crew. You heard him. He, he took over the center chair. Craig J., how are you today? Doing very well, doing very well. Looking forward to chat more about this pilot we saw, this trailer we saw. Exactly. And next up, we have the one, the only, the biggest, the sexiest crew member around. <laughs> that would be none other than Big Sexy. Sir, how are you? Don't hate because I'm sexy. It's okay. just the way it is. <laughs> I play the cards I've been dealt. <laughs> oh, before I forget. I did see Spider-Man the other day, and I during the trailers, they did show the trailer for Star Trek. Now, I got to give it up. They did? It looks great. Yes. It looks great on the big screen. When they do this uh, new one, I'm going to be there at the IMAX. It, it looked really good. Wow. Okay. Now, they showed the newest trailer, I assume, the one that just came no, out. No, 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 not the newest one. Not the oh, newest no. One. Okay. Okay. Not All the one right. from San Diego. No, not that one. Okay. All right. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because we're going to be talking about that and a number of other things that came out of uh, Comic-Con this this weekend. But before we get to that, let me just ask you guys. Would you agree that the mark of a good captain is when he's willing to admit that he made a mistake? Hey, it sure is. (laughs) (laughs) I guess guess you're saying I'm a good captain six times over. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, all right. So this is going to be a section, a new section, a new a new part of the show where we do redactions or corrections. You know, I think one of you in one of our previous iterations of trying to record the show mentioned that we're going to be the Fox News of the universe <laughs> because of all No, of no, that. no. I said this is the the segment of the show where we become Fox News for 5 minutes. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah, we we uh, retract everything we said in the show. Nothing good ever came out of Fox News other than Megyn Kelly. So I'm not going to I don't want to accept wow. that. <laughs> if we lost some fans because I said that, so be it. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We need all the fans we can get. Anyway, um, so one of the things I want to correct for the record. Uh, last week, I put out, uh, we put out the Star Trek nitpicks episode, which is doing pretty good. It's closing in on around 500 downloads. And there was one section where I nitpicked about how I hated the fact that 90% of the time when any of the crew from any of the shows, when they would beam down to a new society, it was always a society that 
full of farmers and uh, like a commune type of situation where they all spoke so properly and Shakespearean like and very agrarian and you know it was very kind of cheesy and I used as an example multiple times I used the movie Generations when in fact I was meaning to refer to the movie Insurrection Insurrection so that was my error now having said that we all kind of screwed the pooch on another nitpick when we were talking about the Prime Directive, we were trying to determine whether or not Kirk's getting shipped back to Captain from Admiral in Star Trek IV. We were trying to determine if that was a result of a violation of the Prime Directive. And we couldn't remember why he got demoted back to Captain. Well, one, it wasn't because of a Prime Directive violation. And the second thing is that the reason we couldn't remember from Star Trek 4 is because the reason he got demoted actually occurred in Star Trek 3. And that was because, as I'm sure you all already know, and you were probably screaming at your iPhones or however you listen to the show, that he was demoted because he stole the Enterprise out of, uh, out of a space station with the help of Chekhov, Scotty, and Sulu, and went to the quarantine planet of Genesis to retrieve Spock. All right, so there are our mea culpas for this episode. You guys want to add anything to that? Do you guys want to take, you know, share some of the blame for that? No way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> are you what? You saying the captain got to go down with the ship? Is that what you? <laughs> pretty much. That is a pretty much nautical tradition. Yes, you got to go down, man. Nautical, not spacical. <laughs> We're in space. <laughs> I'm sorry, spacical. <laughs> Astronom astronomical. I don't know. Universe. I don't know. Okay. All right, that's out of the way. So now I just want to take a couple minutes, literally just a couple minutes, talking about to talk about a DS9 episode I saw last night, which I thought was really good. And I, I vaguely remember watching this episode when it was first run on UPN, I want to say. And uh, it was entitled Far Beyond the Stars. I believe that was the title of it. And basically, it is, and Big Sexy, you are the one who told me to look out for this episode during the Inner Light review that we did a couple weeks back. Because you said there was going to be a DS9 episode that was very similar to Inner Light. And then this was the one where Cisco lives life on 19, I think it was 1960s Earth. And he is, um, he works as a, a publisher or a writer of fiction for a local newspaper. And Odo is his boss. And Star Trek went there, man. DS9 went there. Uh, it was the first episode where I think they dealt with actual race relations and race, uh, race, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Race injustice, racial injustice on a literal level. Not like Star Trek TOS with the guys with the black, the black and white faces metaphorically. This, they dealt with it literally. Uh, Cisco wants to write a story about a black captain. And Odo and the owners of the newspaper refuse to publish it. And basically, Cisco has a breakdown because of that. Um, I just thought it was a, 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 a wonderful episode. And it, it shocked me to see Star Trek deal so literally with um, with this topic. I, I guess it was not a coincidence that they had that they had a show with a black captain that they felt like they should uh, deal with it. And it was also fun to see all of the characters out of makeup. You saw Odo. You saw Quark, Martok, 
Nog. Uh, you saw uh, Ducat. You saw Damar. You saw them all out of makeup. At first, I thought Martok might have been Morn, <laughs> the guy playing, the guy who was out of makeup for uh, Martok. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a great episode. I highly recommend watching it. Uh, if you want to uh, reacquaint yourself with that, with, with that episode, Big Sexy, real quick, I don't want to spend a lot of time, but what were your thoughts on that episode? Well, there are a lot of things happening in the episode. Um, you know, and again, I still think it was set in the 50s, not the 60s, based on the costuming and a lot of the things that were going on. And again, it was good to see the all the players, you know, the main cast and the recurring cast, like a Ducat like a Damar, like a Martok, out of their all of those makeup and prostheses. Prostheses. Yeah, those. And to actually do a lot of regular acting, you know, real quick, I, I said the other day that uh, Jeffrey Combs, who is a friend of mine, thank you, who played Wayne, when he was here, they a lot of these Star Trek guys did Shakespeare. And when they get a chance to stretch out and do other things besides their Star Trek characters, they jump on it like they did in this episode. I think you're right. And and I will say this, you know, I, I think this was the one episode where, let's just say, Avery Brooks's acting style for the character, I think it really suited him. He really got the chance to emote like I think he always likes to do. And he got to do a little chewing of the scenery in this episode, and it really worked. Um, Craig, have you seen this episode? Are you familiar with this episode? No, I need to watch that one. You really, you really should. It's a great episode. Uh, now, before we go any further, um, I was just told by the transporter chief that someone has beamed onto the ship, and I hear it's a, it's a, it's a royal guest. I hear and... the intruder alert going off. <clears throat> no, this is, this is intruder <laughs> alert would indicate that it's someone who is not necessarily welcome on the ship. This person is always welcome. As a matter of fact, we should. All dress in our skirts, the the, the TNG skirts, <laughs> the skirt outfits for this guy, ladies and gentlemen. That's a let me introduce outmoded concept. For yeah, listen, I'm surprised at you. There were guys on the on encounter at Farport walking around in real skirts, so you know. Anyway, yeah, work. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, none other than Daryl B from Afro Nerd Radio has beamed aboard the ship. Daryl, how are you doing, man? Fine, fine. And and since you, you you guys are doing far beyond the stars, I would say my favorite part of this episode is how everybody's a writer. <laughs> like you see the the cast and everybody everybody is a writer. So it essentially felt like the the Marvel Comics bullpen or <laughs> or like the Daily Planet. Where I have all these reporters and stuff discussing stuff, and then boom, here comes Cisco in, and the, the, all the apple carts are turned over, and you got some really prime debates there. Yeah, I, like I said, and I'll repeat myself, if you haven't it's seen apropos. this episode, I, I highly recommend checking this episode out. If nothing else, just for the blast of seeing these characters um, out of out of makeup, and I don't know if I already said this, or maybe I said it in one of the shows that we had to scrap because <laughs> we had to re-record this whole thing over again. My wife saw Michael Dorn for the first time out of makeup, and we almost had a problem. <laughs> 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 she was like, oh, oh I, boy. Didn't, I didn't know that's what he looked like. I was like, hey, 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 hey. 
I, I get you gave me Halle Berry. I gave you my uh, Morris Chestnut. Leave it at that. No more additions to our list. Anyway, so let's move into um, San Diego Comic Con. And I listen. We got a new trailer out of Comic Con, right? And I'm just gonna say, I am excited that we have, if nothing else, verifiable proof that Paramount or CBS, they're actually going to release something, okay? Now, having said that, there's a lot of going on here, and we need to discuss it. And I'm so glad Daryl was able to make it aboard the USS Internet to help us out with this. Okay, we got three stories that I think we need to address. Well, two stories and a trailer. Okay, the first story posted uh, on uh, Entertainment Weekly back on July 17th. The title, Star Trek Discovery Producer Explains Why the Klingons Changed. Now, let's just, let's just let that stew for a second. That means, if you remember, we did a show where we reviewed uh, the last trailer that came out, I don't know, what, three months ago maybe? And we saw these creatures in these spiderweb outfits. And they were as black as the night is dark. Okay? And we, we, we were thinking that, well, maybe this is a progenitor race of the Klingons. And we come to find out, no, those are the Klingons. Not only that, how do we know this? Because Brian Fuller, the showrunner himself, who left, I'm starting to see why he left, he explains why the Klingons have changed, meaning that these actually are the Klingons. So, has anyone seen this article? I have not seen it. Okay, let me just read. Already my eyes are rolling from you describing this, but let's keep on going here. Okay. All right, let me just read from the article. Showrunner Aaron Harberts noted that original series showrunner Brian Fuller was an advocate of updating the look of the Klingons and was involved in the, in the redesign, and that the look of the Klingons has frequently changed over the franchise's 52 years. In the different versions of Trek, this is a quote, in the different versions of Trek, the Klingons have never been completely consistent, Harberts said. We will introduce several different houses with different styles. Hopefully, fans will become more invested in the characters than worried about the redesign. Okay. Now, I'm going to let our esteemed guest, first of all, batten down the hatches, prepare for impact. I want to let our esteemed guest, who I guess is just hearing this for the first time, I want to hear his reaction. Daryl, you have the floor. All right. So let, let, me, let me just give people a little thing. I'm not big into Game of Thrones. I'm not big into Harry Potter. Why do I need the house aspect with Klingons in in in, in Star Trek? Nothing. Everything doesn't have to be a house. This is not Revenge of the Nerds. I'm not uh, Phi Beta Beta or Beta Beta Chi. I'm not that. I don't need houses here. Could we? Couldn't we just say? The Klingons got that way through natural evolution to expose to the rigors of space, their bodies, the chemical uh, thing of their bodies enacted a change. And that, and that by the time when we see them in next generation, 
it's, it's, it, the evolution process is still go ongoing. After all, this is supposed to be the science, the science and the sociological sci-fi show. All right, I I don't need more drama when it comes to uh, uh, the Klingon homeworld, but <laughs> we're gonna do the house thing, you know, and we're gonna have spider, dark spider-like Klingons and and. and uh, stop. 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 All right? It's bad enough that that we we've linked Spock's past to this. It's it's kind of okay. We're going to get a uh, young Harry Mudd in this where this uh, where it's going to be officially tied into the original Star Trek canon. All right? But but all of that being said, I don't want no bloody houses and, and things. So I get these young, young, younger fans going, well, hey, I'm team. Oh, oh. No, <laughs> hey, no, no, no. I'm team. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. Star Trek is supposed to be above this. Well, okay. <laughs> Listen, I don't mind the house aspect of it. I mean, I, I think that's what gives the Klingons part of their... I don't know, their raison d'etre, their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's part of their makeup, their cultural makeup. It's something that makes them such a rich, one of the most, the richest alien race in Star Trek. The uh, raison d'etre? Yes, I'm in, I'm educated. I speak French. So hate me. Uh, <laughs> hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> Hair. But, <laughs> but Daryl, um, I, I, your, your criticism is well taken. I, but I am more upset about how someone who has been entrusted to 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 steward this property into the millennial age beyond Abrams, how he could be so flippant about the fans, because this show is a, supposed to be a prequel that ties into the original series. We already had questions about well, how do we get from the Klingons? from the Troubles with Tribbles era that had no ridges to the Klingons of motion picture uh, and moving forward with the ridges, rather than answer that question in the prequel, they muddy the waters even more. Uh, Craig, your thoughts? I um, My thoughts, I've, I've said it before, I prefer that the Klingons looked closer to the original series. No question about that. The, they're trying to explain it away, maybe by saying they're a different strain of Klingon. You know, maybe that would work. I must say, though, that the trailer made me excited. It's an exciting trailer. It's lots of mysterious uh, storylines that we're looking forward to there. But I really do wish they had left the Klingons alone. I am going to struggle to look past it, for sure. There's no question about that. But I think I'm going to have to, because I want to I wanna see what this discovery is all about. Big Sexy, what do you got for me? You know, I I can understand if they went with a evolution of the species premise, but when you look at this, they did the same thing back in Enterprise. You know, when they when the Klingons as we know them, the Worf Klingons and whatnot, that's fine. But in the original series, they did not look like this. You know, so <clears throat> they're like kind of like retconning the appearance, and now they're gone with these guys. I'm going to say something really, really on PC. They went out and made these guys extra crispy. It's like, really? 
And it's only the Klingons who get the the visual, to use your word, Q, visual f- You know, the Romulans look like Romulans. The Klingon and the, the Vulcans look like Vulcans. But it's like, hey, let's f- over the Klingons. I don't like it. They look like spider aliens. It's a bad look all the way around. And it was, it was something that didn't need to be done. It doesn't warrant doing. Now, if you want to make it a part of a story and maybe to explain the bridge from the from you know Colonel Kang or Captain Kang to Worf visually, fine. But just throw it out there like that when this show takes place, what, 10 years before Star Trek TOS? Nah, man, that's bull****. And I'm looking at the picture here, um, and I'll put the um, I'll put all of the articles in the show notes. One of the Klingons is is I mean he's literally black. The color well, black's not a color, but he is the color black. And there's another Klingon that looks brownish, but he looks like a Ferengi. His head looks bulbous like a Ferengi. So I don't know if he's a Klingon as well. He's got the same type of armor on, but this is just not right. I mean you. I, I just don't understand how they could take... They built such a tradition... I mean, the Klingons, they have a language. They, we know what weapons they fight with. We know what their armor, their battle armor looks like. They are such a storied race. Why would you take that and change it and, and add in, introduce new changes to that? And to your point, Big Sexy, why do the Vulcans look the same, but the Klingons have to change? This is the problem when you go backwards instead of forward and you want to make if you want to make changes then you need to not do prequels and go forward but when you go back like enterprise did and they introduced oh well there was this huge galactic war or you and you, you go back to to now to this and you've got the klingons that are that are dark as night and don't look anything like um the klingons in uh either uh prime trek or kelvin trek you you kind of mess with the fans' head. You mess with what we love about Trek, and I just I just find it totally disrespectful, man. Any last comments on this? I don't like it at all. But aside from that one nitpick, I think the show looks a lot better than Enterprise. So that's one thing it's got going for it. Oh sure, yeah. Well, listen, um, go ahead, go ahead. I'm really hoping that they explain this by some kind of alternative universe, alternative timeline, something to that effect that explains such a radical change in one of the races in that that we've known. That's what I'm really hoping. Well, I'll say I'm hoping that too, but what's what's most disturbing is that why are we being put in a position where we have to hope that? <laughs> it's not necessary for us to, to, to make us hope that you come up with an explanation why you didn't just go to the same design from the TNG Voyager and um, uh, DS9 series and just use that same design. This is the millennial age, people. I'm saying it, where these these young folks have to come in and put their own stamp on something just to say, I was here. So and the other thing, I, I don't know if you're going to get into it, is the other thing is later on in the trailer we see what apparently, or what I think is the Klingon battlecruisers and so on, and they don't look anything like the Klingon ships that we used to as well. They look completely different. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is another alien race. But uh, if it is the Klingon ships, I'm disappointed then again. Uh, all right. So let's go on to this next piece of f- Oh, God. 
And as I'm speaking like this, let me just say I'm going to be watching the show. I am I'm praying for the show. I want the show to succeed, but I only say this just like when we did our nitpicks last week. I say what I say out of love. Okay? If I didn't complain, that means I didn't care. So, this next article from where did I get from comic book uh, comicbook.com. Let me just Another title, I'm just going to read the title, and I'm going to let it settle on you for a second. Star Trek Discovery's lead is Spock's adopted sister. Now, just let that sit there for a <laughs> Let that marry. Daryl, did I, did, did I blow you over? Are you blown? Are you blown, Daryl? No, I already knew it. You knew this. You knew this. And you didn't warn us, Daryl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, 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 I already knew it. I, I Like I said, that's why I, I said what I said about the, how, how it's tied into their past. How, it's how they, they've made these ties. So, yeah, get ready for this, guys. Get ready. Okay, let me just read. I'll just read briefly from this. The cast and creatives of Star Trek Discovery made a major announcement at today's Comic-Con International San Diego panel. This is dated July 22nd. At the panel, it was revealed that series lead Michael Burnham, played by Sonequa Martin-Green, is the half-sister of Mr. Spock from Star Trek The Original Series. Burnham is the entirely human daughter of Amanda Grayson, Spock's human mother. She was raised on Vulcan by Grayson and Spock's father, Sarek, who acted as a surrogate father to Burnham after her birth father died. Fans may wonder why Spock never mentioned a sister before. Ding, 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 ding. And executive producer Alex Kurtzman is aware of this and says, there's a reason for it. We're aware. You'll see where it's going, but we are staying consistent with canon. Now, I'm just going to put the question out. First person that answers it gets a no prize. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> well, I think he's saying that we will find out the reason for that. But actually, I'm not really too bothered about this because if you remember Star Trek V, yes. Spock suddenly had a brother that he didn't speak about throughout the entire run of the TV show and all four movies ahead of it. So, um, you know, they've done it before. There's a precedent. Uh, Vulcans are strange characters who don't like to speak about their family, apparently. Well, I'm going to say this. That's a very good point you bring up. But it, I think it also <laughs> pours more salt in the wound. It seems like to me, if you're talking to your friends, your crewmates, and you bring up the brother... You might want to say, along with my brother, I have a sister, or something along those lines. If you're caught bang to right, that you have th these relatives that no one knew about. Daryl, weigh in on uh, this. All right, okay. This this is my this is my problem with with these new people using the word canon. Yes. Canon is supposed to be what has already been established. All right. Now, Craig brings up a good point about the brother. But remember, Spock never volunteered that information. It was only when they were in the situation. What if Spock goes, yeah, he's my brother. Or should I say it the, the 70s way? He ain't heavy, dude. He's my brother. <laughs> you know? And he, sure, Vulcans don't, 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 uh, don't volunteer much. That's part of their makeup. You know, there is a, there is no such thing as an easygoing Vulcan, or at least none we've met. All right, but 
your next word should not be a, a established part of canon or a, or you'll see how it links into the canon don't don't do that dude just don't do that don't but here's no, my no, no. here's my question you could say yeah wait wait yeah i know the way you could get out of it you could use the wally west uh barry allen type thing where here here's sarek uh sarek sarek is is ha, ha, had known the, uh, the who would eventually be spock's mother mm-hmm. all right sarek sarek knew him with the first husband all right and she is their daughter and when he dies he he takes he takes the daughter and and the mother in and then things happen he marries her they have spock but and you have something happen to the daughter where the, not, uh, they don't speak of her again that uh, again the, if it's a comic book this is how i would write my way out of this the problem is here creators like to talk too much all right oh we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and we're gonna do this now you have built yourself a cliff that you have to climb you have just blew a giant hole in the surface of vulcan that you now have to traverse and if you f it up yo you got millions upon millions of Star Trek fans that will never forgive you because now you've effed up Nimoy's free timeline over here. Yeah, wow. If you catch my drift, guys. You could kind of say Abrams has already done that with the, the, the last three movies. The first two, I guess, of his of his Kelvin universe. But I, your, your point is well taken. My thing is, this. then this means, and I think this is what you're getting at, Daryl, that as we see Michael Burnham, as we invest in her character, we we know that there is a spot traipsing around somewhere uh, in, in this universe. You know what I mean? And I just don't like it being that closely tied to the original series because I, I want it to I want it to be its own entity. So now you know am I making sense? So now I'm always thinking at the at the back of my mind, she grew up with Spock. So her her character would have been influenced by Spock. Am I am I am I pulling? Am I reaching? So some so her actions should be very Vulcan almost. And we could we saw in the first trailer, her actions are far from that. We must strike them first. We must hit them first. Am I making sense here? Well, hey, well, I'm not saying she's Vulcan though. No, but she grew up with them, right? She, she, yeah, she yeah but be... you, but but think think about a rebellious daughter. She is she is now in this society that's totally rigid, totally logical. You're a human, and I'm gonna think if if I if I again I'm using my own backstory to try to do this, not their backstory. I'm assuming she's already like seven or eight years old when the the her dad dies and her mom is now getting into Vulcan culture as a human, as an outsider, and this is before Spock is born. You know, I, I'm I'm just using it like this, 
if you're if you've been human and now all of a sudden you're immersed in Vulcan culture, uh, yes, some people uh, accept and adapt, but it's the nature of human beings when there's a totalitarian type society, especially if you're young, to totally bust out and go the other way and totally be a rebel. You know, I, I and so so that would partially explain it. Now again. It sounds like I'm giving them outs here, but uh, a a morons. You guys volunteered this information. You guys put yourself in this hole. I want to see you get out of it. In That's, my head, yeah. I got five or six ways they could get out of it. But remember, this is freaking Hollywood. They always go the easy route. It's you know it's kind of like uh, one episode of Afro Nerd, where Captain says. Uh, you know, you tell Hollywood to go left, you tell them to go left, what do they do? They go right. <laughs> I mean, is there anything wrong with keeping some things a mystery, even though we might not like it? Do you, If you had just kept your mouth shut about this, to your point, Daryl, we wouldn't be talking about it. You know what I mean? And you could have, you may have a clever way to, to weave this together, but if you're not, but so rather than giving it to us so that we can kvetch over it, just save that. I don't need to know that. And just just prove it to me on screen when, when the show comes out. Right now, I'm thinking, I don't trust you guys enough to have this information. <laughs> and so... Yeah, for, it's, the, it, it's the reverse M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> instead, of now, instead of now looking at her story and building on her story, we are now looking for... Well, how does this tie make sense? Yes. We, we got the tie. How does this tie make sense? How are they going to write or write their way out of it? How are they going? It's something that uh, Craig brought up the last time I was on where he was talking about we, we're looking so much at how to get out of it or or this is the whole or this is this is the, the, the wall they've backed themselves into that we don't pay attention to the story actually taking place. I hear what you're saying. We're, we're, now we're more concerned about how are they going to tie this knot together as opposed to focusing on, is the story any good? Yep. And, and that, might be to our, that might be our issue, but damn it, I don't know. Combined, oh, there's four of us here right now, I'd say how many combined years of dedication to Star Trek are on the microphone right now? I know for me at least thirty, <laughs> so that should count for something when you when you're putting all this, when you're throwing all this stuff together. You know, you know, thir I've given thirty years to to Star Trek, and I I just hate the fact. I know I'm getting old, but I hate the fact that these guys are coming in and just shaking it up just for the point of shaking it up. You know what I mean? Uh, and and Craig, this means that you were right about one thing. Uh, well, you're right about a lot of things. That, that came out the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You were right about the fact that it looks like we're going to have uh, a half-human, half-Vulcan, half-Africoid, uh, if you will. Because I don't know. I'm not going to say she's African-American. I don't, I don't want to presume that. But she's clearly uh, black. So we're going to have a half-human, half-Vulcan, half-black or third, I should say, third human, third Vulcan, third black, uh, on the series. And I, I, I have no reason to not believe that that is her child. 
I mean, you the one that came up with that. What what are your thoughts on that? You you, you think that's the case even more now? It does sound like it for sure, and and I'm okay with that. Obviously, based on what we were just talking about, it, may, it makes sense that she could have a child. Yeah, I'm not happy with that because it, having a child that means uh, maybe I'm being unfair because I want to see you know, this. You know, hold, some, on, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on, yeah, hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Let's think about this for a moment. Now, I think we're all walking right past an obvious connector here. Um, what is this? The captain's or the commander's name? Burnham. Spock's little sister, Burnham. Okay, Spock's let's little sister. Let's, Stop it. <laughs> well, Spock's big sister. And before, hey, big sexy. Before we go forward, no, the little kid is not, and it better not be Tuvok. You know, it could be. I'm, the I'm going there. Going. I'm going. You know, it could be in the lineage. It makes sense. Daryl, I will pay. Daryl, I will pay for your flight out to L.A. and we. I'll pay for the torches. You just spring for the food, okay? <laughs> Well, that, that's what I was waiting on. I was waiting on him to go there, and he went there. I, it's like, that's the one, because there's only a couple of Klingons, uh, Klingons, a couple of Vulcans that we ever saw that were of a different assuasion than mm. white. And uh, Tuvok is the, the the one where, oh, here we go. Well, Tuvok had a wife, though, and she was clearly... I don't want to say, oh, well, we're just going to say black, in not in terms of race, but in terms of skin tone. So there were more, apparently. Exactly. But go and ahead. Could have been kicked off with little, uh, little Spock's sister. Well, I don't want to presume what you were going to say. Was that what you were actually going to go that's, with? That's, that's exactly where I was headed. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Listen. Everything At least is... it would make sense. But you know what? You're probably right because this, this phrase where he says, where this guy says we are staying consistent with canon, if he's talking about Shrek canon, that's the only thing I can come up with. But everything doesn't have to be explained. It's the Daryl. Go with me on this. It's what I'm going to call the midi chlorian effect. Oh. Did it? Did it bring anything more to the table? From and I know I'm invoking a different franchise, and I will have to say five hail marys and four mea culpas or whatever, and sing the Klingon battle song three times, okay? I would I would pay money to hear that. <laughs> but did it bring anything of value to me as a viewer of Star Wars to learn where the Force comes from? No. <laughs> I did, My imagination does better than that. So I hate it when these suits and these young creatives feel like they're so brilliant because we can connect that bow to this. We can tie that into this. I don't need that. I'm a creative person. Everyone on this microphone, they're creative people. We can do it ourselves. Okay, let me, let me, I'm going to step down off the high horse just for a second. And let someone else take the mic. I got to, I got to go take my medication. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say the same thing about Marvel and Wolverine, you know, before they did the origin miniseries, which you know, landed with a giant thud. People had their own interpretation of what Wolverine's backstory was. Now they went ahead and did one, and it sucked. So some things we don't need to be told to. Now I think that's uh, byproduct of what you said earlier. You know, these new younger people needing to know everything. You know, or put their stamp on something. No, your stamp doesn't mean. You know, because a lot of these. Now I'm going to go off on a tangent. A lot of these youngins think because if they took AP calculus and got a 4.5 which is not possible, by the way, 
you know, they think they're special because they've been told they're special. Guess what? You're not special. Okay? That's the story. That's it. You know, we don't know about Wolverine's origin. We don't need to know about it unless Len Wine wrote it somewhere and put it in a, in a book that we don't know about or Claremont or Miller. If they didn't do it, it didn't happen. Period. I love the well, fact that I love the fact that Big Sexy can go off on a tangent with Wolverine and bring it back home somehow. <laughs> well, hey, hey I, 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 listen, it's a bigger problem with Hollywood as a whole. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm old school. I don't need to know how how to care for villains. I don't need to know. Okay, this was the turning point. This is the point of no return. <laughs> I don't need to know all of that. All right. I need a good villain. I need a good hero. I need a meaty plot. I need conflict. And I need some sort of resolution which will make for a good TV show or movie. All right? That, that's all I need. I'm a simple person. All right? This is, what, what a, a, what, this is akin to what they're doing right now. And I'll bring up another franchise is they're trying to Caprica this. Hmm. All right? I don't need Caprica. I, I know what happened in Battlestar Galactica. I know what the conflict is. I, and, and you told me enough where, okay, that's where it began. All right, here's the current. Now we're going to go 25 years before the initial conflict. Everybody's a teenager. <laughs> and we're going to see when they're first developed. Well... This is essentially what you're doing with the Spock family line. I knew who Sarek was, all right? I know who Spock was. I knew who his brother was. I basically an understanding of what their society is, all right? Mating rituals and all. They need to know all that at a younger age, but know it now. I don't need to go, uh, you know, oh, by the way, he had a sister. Right. No, no, no. no. Yeah, you don't exactly. even need to make that link. Did not need to did not need to muddy the waters here. Exactly. And, and the problem with this also is, and I'll I'll leave off off with this right, is you want this thing to stand on its own. Yes. It's part of a larger whole, but it's got to stand on its own. And now you have technically combined it with at least three other franchises. In this franchise, or three other branches of this franchise, if you you count everywhere that Sarek appeared, all right, it's four of the other, you know, like there's no separation, there's no individuality here. You have homogenized, 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 homogenized this. So, hey. I'd say good luck to you, but this is a hell of your own making. All right. Back I, to you, Q. I, you know what? Uh, and I, I want to say one thing, and then I'm going to turn the mic over to Craig. I want to hear his last thoughts on this. Um, but let me just say this. In my line of work, I deal with a lot of people that don't understand what I do whatsoever. They hire me. I come to the set or to the location. I set up lights. And inevitably, if I'm dealing with someone really inexperienced, I set up my lights, and I can say it looks beautiful. But they'll say, well, I see shadows. I see a shadow. Like if I'm lighting a talent, I see a shadow behind him. And I'm thinking, you know, shadows are natural. 
That's what they're supposed If you didn't see a shadow, you should be worried. But what I'll do is I can put up another light to combat that shadow. But then I'm going to cast another shadow. I can put up another light to get rid of that shadow. It's going to create another, a third shadow. The point being in this allegory is that the more of this stuff that you add to the equation, the more you, the more you muddy the equation and make it more problematic. Why would you want to go into something and tie it to something that already exists? Why wouldn't you as a creative want to kind of, I understand you might want to do something that's your own thing, as long as it follows the production Bible of the franchise you're working on. I understand that. But why did you, we look at this trailer and we're going to do that next. We look at this trailer. I look at it and I'm like, trailer looks good. There are certain elements of Star Trek there, but it doesn't feel like Trek. Daryl, you nailed it on the head. It feels like, and I've said this before, it feels like uh, 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 the sci-fi cable channel. It feels like one of those shows, like Caprica. It, it doesn't feel like Star Trek. It looks cool, but it doesn't really hit the head on Star Trek for me. Whether it's the uniforms or these changing Klingons or how the ships look dark inside on the bridge. But you know what? I'm willing, I was willing to go with it because it looks so cool. Now you're throwing all this other stuff. You're creating more shadows for me. <laughs> I want to stick with you, but you keep creating more shadows. All right? Okay. I don't know if that allegory works. I'm going with it. Craig, let me get your final thoughts on this, okay? I want to hear what you think. We're all very impressed with your big words on the show today. That's all I can say. <laughs> I got no more final words. I think I said what I wanted to say before. Um, I'm happy to go with it. And uh, it doesn't bug me as much as the Klingon change does. So let's talk more about this trailer. Okay. <laughs> I think I just got Shelby'd. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, did, yeah. actually. <laughs> okay. Wow, tough crowd. Okay. All right, so uh, our engineer, our chief engineer, has, uh, has dressed down the captain. We're going to go right to the trailer. And has everyone here seen the trailer? Yes. Of course we have. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, we're all red shirts. Of course we have. All right, so here we go. I don't know what that is. They got the insignia on the sand there. Is born from chaos. I think it's what they, when they, when you see them walking, I think they walk that insignia onto the sand. It'll be interesting to find out. Oh, like an SOS? Sometimes. Mm. Okay, I want to go back. And already, See, what? What's that? What's that? Actually, get go back further, a little further. Okay. Well, not fair. But <laughs> well, it's hard to manipulate this too. All life. All right, right there. Stop. Well, before that little caterpillar-looking thing, when you see the two bodies walking on the sand, that visual to me looks like it was taken right out of DS9, far beyond the stars, when they're on that sand looking for the last orb. It looks just like it. I thought you were going to say it looks like uh, when they're on Tatooine. Which it does, because both of those, you'll go back to that as well. <laughs> it's right, so, to find out who this alien is that we see here. Yeah, we saw a little bit of this guy um, in the previous trailer. Now, Craig, you said in our last show that you didn't like the, how everything looked humanoid. Well, this, I, I think that puts that to rest, huh? Kind of, yeah. Is born from chaos. It doesn't look friendly with her. Now, here we go. Now, already, they're, they're, they're screwing up the Enterprise. Uh, I'm sorry. The, uh, oh, no, this is the, not the... I keep getting the Enterprise confused with Discovery. 
Actually, this is not Discovery. This is the Europa. Yeah, this is the Europa. It looks like it's getting destroyed or definitely badly damaged. I would say so. Maybe they met up with Shinzon again? I don't know. Maybe. The world doesn't always adhere to logic. Now here, this is someone getting their ass kicked look like. <laughs> does, it, does that look like it's on the ship, guys? What do you think? No. No, it doesn't look like it. <clears throat> Sometimes down is up. What is that? Well, That's not a... uh, yes, go ahead, Daryl. I was about to say, with, with that with that one you guys are probably looking at, I assume that's in the middle of the battle and someone, like, uh, teleported over to the next side. Hmm. I thought that was a totally different ship. I believe uh -huh. you're right. I was just speculating. Uh -huh. Yeah. You got something big sexy? No, no, I agree with, uh, okay. with Daryl big time. All right. Stop. Guys, I'm sorry. You can call me. You can... I, I'm going to get on my Malcolm X for a second. I have a problem with this imagery. I have a problem with this imagery. I, okay. Because I, why. I've always felt, and this was benign. I mean, I, I love, I don't, didn't mind the allegory. I've always felt like the Klingons <clears throat> were a statement for African-Americans. I point to Star Trek VI with uh, Chekhov's line. I point to how the Klingons were always seen as so different, so athletic, so strong, so tribal. And listen, I don't have a problem with that. That's Star, that's Star Trek at its best. Uh, sh putting a lens, a magnifying glass on our, the, uh, our real society. This right here, what tell, someone tell me what the f*** is that <laughs> no seriously what is that it does not only does it not look like Klingons but it looks like an insult am I alone on this I'm not gonna go that far but it does not look like a Klingon it looks like again it looks like some type of spider alien that you'd see in the Valiant Comics universe I just don't like it and sometimes when you're lost Looks like she's been captured. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this a Netflix show? Um, I thought it was a CBS uh, All Access show. Now, up until about 30 seconds ago, I thought this was a CBS All Access show. Is it going to be on Netflix as well? Uh, that I don't know. That's not my understanding. Um, it was supposed to be a CBS show, and it doesn't make sense that CBS would would uh, license it out. They want exclusivity, right? Well, I mean, they want to drive people to their platform, obviously. But if Netflix comes calling with a large check, you know, maybe do like a, a co-promotion deal. I don't know, but I keep seeing it says, at the beginning of the clip, it says Netflix original series. You're right. I, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Well... We can't. We, we won't be able to adjudicate that here. But well, what, what are these ships here? Are those spaceships? You think? Starships? That looks like the Klingon planet. I mean, I mean, it's not going to say it's a home world, but it looks like some. Let me let me rephrase. It does look like a Klingon planet, but all that green would imply it ain't Earth, and there's some type of less dramatic wasteland effect. I like it. But it's definitely some derelict ships out there, yeah. I do like that the ships look like they really have weight. They have heft. I, I like that they look 
They look bulky, and I like that. They look worn, which is cool. All right, let's keep going. The Klingon Empire has been in disarray for generations. So I'm guessing somebody died. Back up. You have some different color ones right there, Q. I don't think those are Klingons, though. I think they are. If, gonna... if that new guy is a Klingon, these are Klingons. You think so? They look, I mean, they look, look, they look drastically different, though. Yeah. No, no, they don't. Look look again. They, no, they don't. So, Big Sexy, you think these are actual Klingons? I think these are Klingons based upon the visual of the one Klingon we've already seen, yeah. I don't know. Their ridges look drastically <clears throat> different to me. You're having difficulty getting around the Klingon thing. So, <laughs> let's just say they're offshoots for now until we get that clarification. All right, okay. Daryl's throwing me a bone. I'm going to accept it. <laughs> okay, Q. Yeah. CBS and Netflix have announced today that the streaming service will make the series available within 24 hours of its airing on CBS All Access. Are you bullshitting me? I'm not bullshitting you. In 188, 188 countries around the world, including the UK, the catch is that CBS All America, All Access, is still the only way for us to see it domestically. In the States. There will, yeah, there will be no Netflix airing of it here or in Canada. You know what? You say that, and I do remember them announcing that uh, way back when, which I don't know why that. Why are we being punished? Exactly. I guess, I guess you know, what with China coming on the scene, international grosses are, are surpassing what's in America. What's that tell you? It's unbelievable. All right. Let's you know, just, we, need, we need to yeah. get into CBS All Access one day and just talk about that as a service, too. When it comes out, believe me, we'll have something to say about it. Let's move on. We've encountered them. Who's that Vulcan, guys? Who do you think that Vulcan is? That her? Would that be? I, I could be Papa Vulcan, Papa Spock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The young Sarek. We have been waiting for someone worthy of young. our the, attention. The well, Captain? the not as old as we saw him in Next Generation Sarek. Exactly. Oh, so you think it might be Sarek? <laughs> Well, they they have an actor on on the at least on the Star Trek wiki listed as a young Sarek. Okay, all right. So See, I'm already confused with the timeline. If he's if that's if that's uh, appropriate that he's that young or, or and we're speculating that Spock has not been born yet. Correct. I'm the, that's where I'm going with. Okay. You know that again in the way to make me sane. That's what I'm going with. Greg, you have any thoughts on that? No, I, I'm not a problem with that. If he, maybe Spock is a little baby at this point. Who knows? Hard to picture baby Vulcans. Because <laughs> babies, <laughs> babies are nothing but it. They're all emotion. <laughs> yeah, those are the Klingon ships that look nothing like Klingon ships. Well, that's why, that's why I'm saying. Just like how, how the remnants, those ships look nothing like what we were used to seeing from... Uh, Name just slipped my mind. Uh, 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 the Romulans, mm -hmm. just like how those ships didn't look like anything we saw from the Romulans before. That's 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 why I said we could do it like that. And oh, okay, I see what they're getting at later on to give them a way out. But the problem is these guys they love saying, "Oh, well, these are the Klingons now," using names that we would recognize. And then that opens them up to, well, this ain't like any ship. Well, well who the hell designed these things? Right. 
Oh, uh, Salvador Dali, their version <laughs> Salvador Dali's now doing their shits. Uh. Change is the essential process of all. I just gotta say, looking at the dogfight there and the way the 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 phase. Um, uh, phasers are being uh, expelled from the ships. It looks like, it looks like Kelvin Universe to me. Distance, Commander Burnham. Go! You must challenge your preconceptions, or they most certainly will. Well, the cage would have given that away. What the hell is going on on this ship? Run! We are creating a new way to fly. So we see Lorca for the first time. <laughs> He says we are creating a new way to fly for the first time. Is he talking about warp speed? Because warp speed was back in first contact, right? Yeah, I also was wondering about that. What does he actually mean? Are they trying to create an alternative to warp drive, or are they still trying to perfect it, maybe? Uh, see, that's one of those questions. That's one of those questions. <laughs> they, they're, they're experimenting with Riker and his captain experimented with. Wait, that that we later see in Dark Matter, the blink drive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that might be a bridge too far for me. <laughs> hey, hey, big se sexy, you could actually see Q's head starting to throb and <laughs> no. about to explode right now. E excuse me, there's no, but there's blood coming out of my ears. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's that doing a, a data. No, she's. Oh no, that's straight from um, Into Darkness. That's what that is. I'm getting very close to. You're mad. I'm mud. You just did the right thing. So somebody crashes the ship into somebody else's ship. It seems. Yeah, this is interesting. I, 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 what I do, what I do appreciate is that I can't make heads or tails of what's going on. I am seeing some great visuals, though. I have to give it to him, man. No, no matter how heated I got, the visuals look unsurpassed in this trip. to yourself. You helped start a war. Don't you want to help me end it? So who's he? That's Lorca. That's, he's the captain of the Discovery. I thought the... Uh... Other woman was the no, captain. No, she's captain of the Shenzhou. Ah, that's what I speculated. You're gonna get yeah. Go ahead. You're gonna get three captains here. Three. You're gonna get Yo. You're gonna get uh, what's his name again? Jason Isaacs. <laughs> Jason Isaacs. Anyway, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get Isaacs. You're gonna get Yo, and then eventually Green is gonna become a captain. Just not yet. Where'd you get that information? You know, so. Cause, cause of that's what the uh, that if you if you piece together the three different trailers that we've seen or the three different well one trailer, one one um one teaser and one thing, one of these two captains ain't gonna make it. Yeah. So somebody so, got to go. And that leaves two ships. So unless you tell me one of the ships is totally destroyed, well, you know, I... there there may be a spot open. I speculated when we did the la when we reviewed the last trailer that Michael Burnham is on her name is um, I can't remember her name uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, a uh, Georgiou, Captain Georgiou. She's on her ship, whatever the name of her, uh, the Shinjo, right? 
some I think they're going to kill off um, Michelle Yeoh, and that's why. And then you see uh, Michael Burnham end up on Lorca's ship, and that line he just says, "You helped start a war. Do you want to help me end it?" I think Green does something. Sonequa Martin Green does something that gets the Shenzhou all screwed up. She does something that gets the Shenzhou destroyed, and she ends up on Lorca's ship. That's that's what I'm speculating. So, in other words, it is Voyager. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> where where you you take the members of a rebel faction, and you decide we're gonna we're gonna teach them we're gonna scare them straight. We're gonna we're gonna, we there's there's good things in these people. Now, keep in mind they've already been rebels, mm-hmm. so they're situations in a totally different way than proper Starfleet protocol. So essentially that's what you're saying here. She she did a rogue activity. She's the new Riker. Hey, I, I, I just call it like I see it, man. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would say she did anything rebellious or rogue. Maybe she she's first officer on um the Shenzhou and maybe she made a call and the captain went with her call. And it caused the the Shenzhou to be destroyed, and that's why. And then she just gets transferred. I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see it playing out any other way. We see the well, we see little Tuvok there. We also <laughs> here we go. We also that, see all the escape pods shooting out of the Europa. So it looks like they abandoned ship for sure. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But see, interesting. We haven't seen a ship that says Shenzhou yet. So now, who do you think's in the spacesuit here with a cracked? I think that let's let's rewind that a little bit. I thought that was um, Burnham. I I couldn't figure out who it was, but it looks like they're not moving. Maybe they're dead or unconscious. I think that's Burn. I think that's uh, Burnham. Hey, my thing is, and it still goes the same, and it's a pet peeve of mine. You guys go into battle. And yet you want to keep this this glass screen in front <laughs> of the ship, you know. I, if I'm an enemy, I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna shoot my first missile or phaser right into this view screen right there." Crash. Okay. Did Suck you... out most of the sea guys into space. I gotta tell you, I know they established in the Kelvin universe that the view screen is a window. I don't think I don't know why they did that because in in Star Trek the original series it was not a window. No. It, it wasn't a window. And it wasn't a window on any of the uh Berman um iterations of Star Trek Voyager, DS9, uh 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 what's the other one? TNG. They weren't windows. They can't be that stupid. <laughs> I re- I remember getting into an argument with a Trekkie once who said, "Well, you know what? That's an homage to the the classic warships that sail our our seven seas. And I look at them like, there's a slightly difference here, a big little difference. Okay, <laughs> seven seas. That window gets cracked. There's still oxygen outside. In space, <laughs> that window gets cracked. Hello, sucking vacuum with no oxygen outside. I'm listen. I'm gonna stick to my guns and say it's not just a glass window. It may have been in Kelvin Trek. It's not here. No, okay, let, 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 let me just live with that, Daryl. Let me just have that. Can I just have that, please? Okay, you can have that. Right. No That's problem. why Kelvin Trek sucks. It, well, we all know that. We did a whole show <clears throat> on it. 
But let me ask you this. I thought this show was 10 years before Enterprise. Obviously not. Somebody changed that in editing. What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this takes place during Enterprise, which makes no sense. That's what it looks like. If we're going to, you see, and that's, that's part of the reason why I say doing what you're doing with the Spock family le- uh, lineage really, really pigeonholes this show. Because everything you said before, if you're doing this with Spock, how long lived do you think the Vulcans are? <laughs> Even Sarek in uh, what was the, the show where him and, and uh, Bacard do the mind meld to help them with the mind. He says it's, uh, it's, it's unusual for someone like me to be this long lived in this profession. Wow. You remember, he does that at a point. Where when they're talking about doing the mind melt, where oh this is going to be a little, a little risky because I'm a little bit more long lived than you think I am. Right. Uh, to me, that. So um, so I think this is another fine conversation we had earlier. You the, go ahead, Craig. Sorry I, about that. What would you what would you say, Craig? I think what we're seeing on the screen now, and I think something maybe we forgot is that it's only ten years before, the original Enterprise with Spark and Kirk. So that means that in this show, Spock is actually old. You know, he's his, he mostly his current age. So he's around there, like you were saying earlier, Mike. He's not a baby. He's not unborn. He's he is a grown adult on the uh, about to get on the Enterprise ten years in the future. And so again, and Daryl, I want you to I want you to hold your thought. But see, again, this is part yeah. of the problem. So now, if you if <clears throat> if the Federation or if your captain knows that you are related to Spock. Doesn't that carry some sort of weight? Doesn't that kind of dictate that the stories have to be written some way? You can't just say, oh, I've got the first officer who's related to Spock who's on the Enterprise and, and not have that be a dynamic. Am I well, in- actually, no, because Spock is not, you know, is, is not a Starfleet officer yet. So it's, that's 10 years away. So this happens 10 years before that. So he's not, a, he's not on the Enterprise yet. Spock is a superstar yet. No, exactly. Well, you sorry. know, wait, wait, like, like, remember, Spock is a wonderkind. Well, wait, you so... know, for a Vulcan, because they didn't want to take part in, in, in Starfleet matters. Spock was the first. Well, now, now he can't be the first because of canon. Thank you, Mr. Fuller. You know, but remember, <laughs> in the original series, the reason why Spock's there is like, hey, we've had a good relationship. We're trying out something. You know, the Vulcans helped us evolve to this point. So it's only fitting that the, one of their best and brightest is on our flagship. But let me ask this stupid question. Ten years before Spock, does that mean ten years before we, the fandom, are introduced to Spock? Or ten years before Spock is born? Or ten years before Spock is assigned to the Enterprise. No, it's, it's, it says that actually, if you just run it back, it says 10 years before Spock and Kirk. Are they saying 10 years before we see USS Enterprise going on a second five-year mission with with the crew, Spock, right, so, Kirk, so, everybody? So, so, so Spock is on the Enterprise, e- even? No, like, he's t- 10 years away from being on the Enterprise. Okay, all right, all right. 
Again, when you tie yourself to the events of the past, this is the stuff that happens you to you. That, now we're trying to guess. Human. All right, is it 10 years before they actually first step on the ship together? Is it 10 years before <laughs> they're good friends? Is it 10 years before we, we come into the original series? He's absolutely now right. we're left speculating. <clears throat> absolutely right. That's a That's... very fluid 10 years. Yeah. Now, see this cue, this this phrase right here that you stopped at. Yeah. You will never know. You will never learn Vulcan. Your tongue is too human. Is he talking to her? You know. I would, is he? I would suspect he's talking to the child. And the, and that child is the commander, correct? No, no. I mean, uh, uh, who? I suspect he's talking to the child that we're speculating is her child. Yes. Oh, it's her child, not her as a child. Well, there's another interesting question. Let's take another never look. learn Balkan your tongue. You know, I'm thinking that's her. You might be right. Maybe that's not her child. Maybe that's just her with a Vulcan haircut. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't see her ears. Now let me get way on PC. You know what he's doing. <laughs> he's saying, look, you can't come to Vulcan and be neck rolling and girl pleasing. <laughs> wow. There we go. Are you saying that there are no Sharkeishas on? <laughs> uh, there are no, there are no Laspaquas on Vulcan. <laughs> I just want to take one more look and see if I can see her ears if they're pointed. Or Never learned both ears. Oh, are big sexy. Those not necessarily the <laughs> red shirts in general. You listen know what? at your own peril. <laughs> hey, don't listen, Daryl. I get all. I have to deal with all the hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is Burnham because those ears don't look like they taper into a point. So I think it's Burnham. So we we talking flashback, right? And they've got her. They've got her assimilated <laughs> with the haircut and all. Fires are few and far between. Often such leaders will need a profound cause. Born in West Vulcan. Born in <laughs> What was that, Daryl? Born in West Vulcan. Born in Rage. <laughs> Straight out of Vulcan! <laughs> on the Starship was where I spent most of my days. What am I looking at? Oh, God. Like I said, the views of... Anyway, Captain. I love that Fantastic Four outfit that that one woman has on. Right there. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, okay, I need to I, stop, stop. I'm not. I don't want the feminists coming at me. <laughs> All I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. Stop it. <laughs> Come on this way, Captain. It would be irresponsible to leave whatever. Is there such a thing as a Trekkie watch advisory? Can we give them that? No. Oh no, yeah, no. I would. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> no. Look at it. This guy says, "I see death, and I see it now." I mean, it doesn't get a sense of coming now. It doesn't get... You know what, the, yep. the, these, these are the two trailers stuck together. So we've already seen the first trailer. Now you're seeing the older one. Right, right, right. I sense it coming now. All right, let's, let's, let's face facts as we're rolling through this. Yep. All right. It, is there anybody left anymore that doesn't think Michelle Yeoh is going to die as you're walking the two back to back? I mean... He's standing on a bridge with a, an exploding starship, and then, the, and then the ne one of the next scenes you see her in is they're on the alien ship getting their ass kicked by by aliens that are 
flying all over him. And then the next one, you're back to her on an exploding like 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 bridge. So you're I ca- think Michelle Yeoh's biting it. You're, I, you're, I was ca- hoping you're, you're calling it now. You're calling it now, huh? Yeah, I was hoping that she would last like three or four shows in the season where they they would have her in the beginning with the the set up the conflict between Burnham and Isaacs and and thing and that she would hopefully return. Mm-hmm. I think she's pretty much a dog food right now. I well, that's what I said, you know, a few months ago. I hate to think that, and you know, shout out to Afroner. You know, Claire Lane's gonna have something to say about that too, and I don't blame her. Starfleet doesn't fire first. We have to. What have you done out there on the edge of Federation space? I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save all of you. You know what? I'm as I hear her say that now, it almost sounds like she may have seen the future. Maybe she, you know what I mean. Anybody else get that sense? Maybe she knows what's going to happen. She knows what's going to happen. She knows that, uh, Michelle, that someone's going to bite it, like you just said, and that's why she said, "I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save all of you." So you're saying she's doing a cable? She's come back to try to change this? Maybe. Oh, maybe she. Maybe it was just a dream state, or so. I don't know. Like in the scene where we we see the Vulcan talking to the young, I'm going to presume the young Michael Burnham. Maybe she went into a different consciousness and she saw something blow up. I don't know. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Maybe I'm completely off. Uh, okay, here, here we go. We're going to go days of future past. The events that. That happened this season lead her to the point where uh, you already said they, they, it looks like a different type of warp drive or something right. that they're trying to use here. Right. That they see she an after effect of that is that you lose time. Oh right. So, yeah. You so you brought this up. This, you brought this up before too when we were talking yeah, about so, um, Time Zero. Yeah. So as as the season goes on and they're experimenting with it, somewhere along either this season or the next season, you hope it's the next season, she wants to try to erase this black smart, uh, spar, uh, black mark on her record or redeem herself by saving the captain that she got killed. And maybe you catch the, the drift. Maybe the tragic truth is you cannot. She can't. And she ultimately ends up on Lorca's ship. Pretty cool idea. Say again? It's a pretty cool idea. But was hey, it, it Go ahead. It's yeah. a Trek it's a Trek type idea. I mean, it's a time travel and truckers, no strangers to each other. Oh no. No. Alright, so listen. I admit I'll be the first to admit I did a lot of bitching up front. <laughs> okay. And again, it's only because I am a Trek fan since since uh, 1982, okay? And so it means it, it does mean something to me, all right? And I, but despite all that, hear me when I say the trailer looks amazing. If nothing else, it looks like the show of its own standing. Is going to be is going to be something to behold. 
from a technical standpoint. Character-wise, I got to think if you got uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, who was excellent on uh, Walking Dead. You got Jason Isaacs, who I've loved him in every role I've seen him in. Michelle Yeoh. Okay, come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, nothing enough said. These guys, I maybe I'm being naive. I don't think they would sign on to something that was bull in terms of the writing, in terms of the characters. Because any actor of these cali of this caliber, they want to, they want roles that are going to be worth their while to commit to twelve or thirteen episodes. They they gotta have they gotta enjoy playing the roles. And maybe I'm being naive, but given that, I gotta think character-wise, it's gonna be amazing as well. It just the only complaint I have is the the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, and the fact that it just still doesn't feel like Trek to me. It doesn't feel like what makes Trek Trek uh, shining a light on society. This seems like just an action-based show. And if that's all it wants to be, then I have to rejigger my mentality and enjoy it at that level. It'll be disappointing, but bottom line for me, the trailers, uh, everything looks great. I just wish that they wouldn't screw around with the timeline and all these changes so that I can could enjoy it even more. Daryl, your thoughts? Uh, I, just to piggyback off of yours, I, I would say like this. Directors of Hollywood, producers of Hollywood, let me just say this. When you're dealing with a Star Trek fan, you're dealing with a smarter fan. Yes. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that, that we're all geniuses. Lord knows I'm far from one. But we have been cultured to look past the subtext past what is given to us for a deeper meaning that's the whole point of star trek you're telling a story that's an allegory to a bigger issue yes that's been star trek from the beginning all right so we would prefer you guys keep your trap shut about <laughs> what's going to be in the story because as it comes up yes we may, we may not like everything but it gives us the bait, Father. Uh -huh. It gives us, you know, we got the show. We love the show for what it is. But then you'll see four, five, six of us together in person, online, over the phone, on Skype. And we will actively discuss what has happened in that show and what does it mean in a bigger context in that universe and in our lives. That's the point of Star Trek. That's where Star Trek is better than Star Wars. I not everybody can use the Force, but we can all debate politics. Yep. Well, you know? well, well, so so please, for the love of God, what you've released here, just keep it with this. I don't need to know about Spock's family's fifth baby daddy. I, I, I don't need to know about what this in relation to the other shows. This has got to stand out on its own merit. And thank you guys for having me. Sa same reason. Too. Same reason I didn't want Tony Stark and Spider Man Homecoming. Can you let Spider Man just Spider Man, please? <laughs> Enough with Tony Stark. Okay. 
that was that was a non sequitur. All right, moving on. Um, Craig, let's wrap this up. Give me your um, any any last words you might have in regards to the trailer, in regards to any of the kvetching I was doing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I still stand what I said in the beginning. I I'm upset that they've modified the Klingons. I'm interested to hear the story behind why the proper story that we'll watch. I, uh, the, the trailer for this show is brilliant and excellent, and it's, it makes me excited to see the show. They haven't revealed enough for us to know what's going on. We're only speculating, and that's good, yes. and that's why I'm looking forward to it. I'd, I'd like to know how they explain all these storylines and how they and, – and is, it a, is it a time travel episode? Is it an alternative universe? What's going on? It's intriguing. So I'm really looking forward to it. And um, so September can't come sooner, quick enough. Before I get to Big Sexy, um, do you guys think it's possible that maybe this trailer is not sh- is not showing us just the pilot? Maybe it's showing us... I mean, it's not unreasonable to assume... The whole season? Well, not the whole season, but maybe the first three episodes? I'm sure it's showing us snippets from a bunch of different episodes. I think they're doing that a lot these days, not just showing the pilot. In right. fact, the Westworld... Uh, they had the Westfold a teaser as well. You know, that wasn't just the first episode of Westfold, so. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I, I also had another theory and, uh, that, that they, they're all trying to snake us here. And what we're seeing is actually the beginnings of the Mirror Universe. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? No, no, I, that, that's just a personal theory. But you think so, if huh? you look at it and you have all these connections... Because think about it, for the third Star Trek movie, all right, it's long been rumored that, that oh, or, or for the, 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 the final Abrams big budget movie, it was going to be the Mirror Universe. What if Discovery is the gateway in, like how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was the gateway in yeah. to that? What if Discovery is the gateway into the Mirror Universe? If it's part of a bigger plan. Now, like I said, I'm giving them an out. Nothing's been confirmed. Right. But it's just a, a little bit of a theory of mine that, you know, there's a lot here happening that they say are connected to these names we know. But what if the names we know are not the names we know? Huh. But that, that was I, deep, Daryl. You, you really pulled hey. out some deep ones, man. <laughs> Hey, I'll I'll just say like like I said, the best part of being a Star Trek fan is you have to think on the surface and you have to think subtext. Yeah. All right. But I, I'm I'm not saying it is. All right. But you guys know me by now. I'm a comic book fan. I don't just go for the front store. I'm building a universe here. I mean, if it's the mirror universe we've been looking at all this time where stuff happened a bit differently because we are all noticing the little changes that uh, to continuity being made here and just understand we never got a full history of what happened in the mirror universe, how that came about, how DS- everything radically changed. DS9 is fleshing that out, though, at least on the episodes I've seen thus far. They are fleshing out that mirror universe. I give them credit. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm just like, because I know Hollywood doesn't think that deep. It's the mirror universe. What if instead of a brother in this universe, Bach had a sister? What, 
we we we're seeing the ships being slightly more aggressive. If they are Klingons, you know, we're seeing a different take on them. Uh-huh. Again, what if it's not the regular Star Trek universe? What if it's the mirror universe? Again, folks, I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying this is another way out that we as fans could think about. And then, okay, this is where we're at. Right. And, and, and Hollywood won't even think that far. Because it would, help, it would help the movie franchise out a lot. Because it would fill in stuff before you do this movie uh, with, the, with the Mirror Universe. Again, I'm going off of, of speculation here. Uh-huh. You know? I, I, as I'm saying this, I can see Big Sexy roll his eyes like, oh, dear God. <laughs> well, you know what I'm thinking of? When you say mirror universe, I'm wondering if they do that. Well, they do like Paramount, uh, like Universal did at the beginning of The Mummy. <laughs> when it went oh. from Universal to Dark Universe and everyone in the theater laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the way I'm looking at it is Discovery here, you're putting just enough in Discovery for the, the hardcore fans to come check it out and making it new enough for new people to come in and check it out. So hey, you're right. You're and you know what? You're right. Us old fogies, I said it, old fogies. Maybe we need to just get off of our expectations. Maybe I'm speaking just about myself. And maybe all this stuff that they're doing, it's it's gonna be worth it if it brings more people to the fold. And Star Trek, even though it's not the Star Trek I'm used to, it gets another twenty years out of it. Because it, it, there's going to be a new mass audience looking at this. Maybe that's the attitude I should have. Big Sexy, bring us home. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there are so many things. That you, now that you mentioned this possibly being the mirror universe, I'm just picturing Spock with that goatee when oh, I first oh, saw him yeah. there. You know. And Kirk with his little like you know half, you know tank top and her little half shirt. I like so, that. No, wait, wait, oh, well, back up, back up. That's uh, okay. But it's not, but it's not in character for them, you know. But it, and it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I hope they don't do that. I'm just looking forward to seeing it. But I do want to caution everyone that the only time that a Star Trek show has not worked, I don't say failed, but hasn't really worked, was when they try to go back. Yep. And like prequel shit. Yeah. You know, that's why Enterprise failed. You know, DS9, Voyager, TNG, all had successful runs. They need to just continue in that, for lack of a better phrase, Berman era and just build off of that instead of going back and around with the original series, you know, continuity and lineage. Because that just opens the door for problems. That's what I've been saying. That's what I think we've all been saying. And, you know, I. Adding to my nitpick from last week, new uniforms. You mean to tell me all the uniforms they could they could have chose from? They had to go with these new uh, drum major uniforms. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Um, you know, just wrapping up. We're all going to be there. We're going to be there front and center. Uh, Daryl, actually, you maybe you can confirm this. Is this going to have a a premiere, a debut on IMAX as well? Like the Inhumans will? 
I I heard some theaters were going to do it. Like uh, 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 we we all know of uh, towns and cities that are big Star Trek towns and cities. Uh-huh. I I know I know um, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, I I went to a Trek convention there. I know um, oh, where, where's the place in L.A. Uh, but there, there's a couple of movie houses in L.A. that still do Star Trek, you know, like like big premieres. So I will not be surprised if if you look around, you'll have like uh, people going full out, giving it the movie treatment for the premiere. Oh, speaking of which, oh, this is a little off topic. I saw something earlier today and I, I got to find that 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 uh, blurb. That they're going to be releasing uh, Star Trek Two back in theaters for its 35th anniversary. Is that right? Yeah, 35th anniversary. So um, I will I will be there for that. I will be there too. Yeah, actually, maybe I'll come up, Craig, and we'll go see it together. Get get to see the con back on screen again, the real one. The real one, yes. <laughs> the, the Hispanic one, not the British one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, listen, I don't. Maybe I should go into my uh, William Shatner SNL routine, where I'm like, all the bitching I was doing up front, that was the um, mirror, mirror cue, not the. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, I'm just passionate. I'm a passionate guy, you know. And and Daryl, you know, you're you, man. If I'm passionate, you are. You're almost like ISIS-like, dude. <laughs> I don't wanna... <laughs> Well, hey, hey, I say it like this, and and folks on on Twitter and Facebook and and uh, other places where they get in touch with me, they always mistake it. Listen, I'm not a fan if I'm not critical. Exactly. Yes. If if, if yes. we're not critical about the stuff we love, then we really didn't love it, right? Yeah. You know, I mean. Yes, some people can be a bit anal when it comes to this stuff. That's me. But, <laughs> but, but, see, the thing about truckies are, and Craig and Big Sexy can attest. Not only can we be anal and and critical about it, but we also have solutions too. Yeah. It's not. I hate it because I hate it. It hate it, but they could have done this like this. Or in this previous show, they did this. Why did they radically change that? Trekkies are a different sort. We're solutions orientated as we hate. <laughs> well, and hate such a strong word. As we critique. Criticize. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, so if there's any last words, any last words, otherwise we're going to, um, we're going to pull up into the space dock. Ah, we all need some R&R after that. Then, you know, the first shuttle off to Risa, I'm on it. But everyone out there listening, I want to first of all say thank you for downloading the shows. Thank you for being fans. But like I say, I'm going to say this. I'm going to keep saying this. I need you to go over to iTunes, and I need you to leave a rating and a review so that we can move up, up amongst the ranks of the Star Trek podcast. And I, I checked. There aren't that many... I don't think there are that many Star Trek podcasts out there that I, that I, that I saw, at least. But I'm you, sure there's a few. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I looked. I did not see any. I'm sure there are, too. But nonetheless, um, we, we, we are Trekkers to the core. Um, and Daryl said it excellently. We're going to tell it like it is. If it's wrong, we're going to call it out. If it's right, we're going to call it out. And with this trailer, 
what's right about this trailer is it's got some top-notch uh, uh, actors in it. It's got top-notch visuals. I don't know how they're going to be able to fund this show. I think they're doing 12 episodes, 10 or 12 episodes. I don't That's know. $7 million per show. I, dude, I don't know. how. That's That's amazing to me. It's amazing to me what they did with $7 million. This looks like something I could see on screen. This looks like Star Wars 9 or something, you know? Visually, it's amazing. I just hope that the story and the dedication to the to the, to the lore, to the mythology is there. I have my doubts when I see those Klingons and those uniforms, but you know what? I, I got it just on general principle. I got to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm going to give it a chance. So with that, Daryl, thank you so much for beaming aboard. Your shuttlecraft is here. We're taking you no to DS9. Problem, Quark's got a hollow suite ready for you. And that I don't know about that that program you want him to run. That's a little little tawdry, but hey, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody knew Daphne from Scooby Doo was a freak. Let's let's face that. <laughs> well, listen. I want to go there. I, I've already got my uh, hollow suite ready. It, it's got a, a simulacrum of Lita ready to go. But, you know, Rom doesn't know anything about it, so we're all good. Anyway, anyway, um, having said that, listen, we'll see you next time. Please go to iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. Leave us a um, comment on Facebook, Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast. Tweet us at Red Shirts 1701. You can tumble us. Is that right? Is that a thing? Go to <laughs> Go to, go to Tumblr and search for Red Shirts. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to do the same thing, Mark. <laughs> go to Tumblr. Leave us comments on Tumblr. Email us at redshirtspodcast at gmail.com. Come on, guys. Let us know what you think. I know I've pissed off some of you, so let me know what you think. And with that, we'll see you next time. Peace. Welcome to my world. <laughs>
Red Shirts is not endorsed by Paramount Pictures, Viacom, or CBS. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Star Trek, the Star Trek logo, and all names, pictures, and audio of Star Trek characters are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders.